0: Welcome to Just To Know You, the podcast that interviews regular people at SAES and finds out they are far from regular.
1: That's right. I'm your host, Darian Batten.
0: And I'm Angela Kerskaden.
1: Let's get started. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Just To Know You family. And I have someone who is near and dear to my heart. She is the individual who welcomed my family in when we arrived here just one and a half years a go and she is the heart of everything we do here in UDH. Would you join me in welcoming Miss Trista
0: Masterson? Yeah. Woohoo! Woo oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, gotta get that fans cheering out there.
1: There you go. Masterson, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fabulous. It's a great end of the week here, and I'm so honored that you asked me to join in on this. I don't know how I'm going to do, but I'm sure it'll be somewhat entertaining anyways. If
1: (laughs) if If you just be you... Um, then everyone will truly know and understand why you have been able to be a heartbeat here in Udalia for so long. So you just got to be you and everyone uh, will know the story because um, I'm sad to say that um, in just a few short weeks, um, if we don't extract this story from your loins, um, then it may be lost forever.
0: Well, that that might be an okay thing. I don't know if you want my story. <laughs> It's it's not that exciting. (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) We don't want to, we, this story is so necessary because Saudi Aramco is unique and Udali is is unique inside of um, Saudi Aramco. And so your story of how things have changed and how you've adapted and just who you are, most importantly, is so important to um, what I think we do in SAES and even more importantly, just who we are.
0: Yeah, it's it definitely takes a certain type of person to be down here.
1: Right, and for an extended right. period of time.
0: <laughs> and to last this long. Right, and,
1: and still smiling, and you know, still smiling um, through it and has not taken this time for granted. So I really do um, appreciate uh, you um, and who you are and, and who you've been here.
0: Well, I must say this is the first for me, Mr Batten. Having, having to tell my story for a whole big long big audience out there. I can hear them all cheering now. <laughs> Trista, Trista, Trista.
1: There they go. There That's they right. Go. Just
0: like the stadium you know, volume. <laughs>
1: yeah, just, just like when Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. It's the same, same. level, mm-hmm. same level of enthusiasm. Would you want me to call you Trista? I usually call you Masterson.
0: Whatever you're comfortable. Whatever you're comfortable. Uh, uh, Check all the boxes. Whatever.
1: all (laughs) All right. So, Masterson, how long have you been. uh, overseas, and particularly, how long have you been
0: in Saudi Arabia? Well, I've been overseas for just as long as I've been in Saudi Arabia. Our first uh, overseas experience was here to this fine city called Ulia. So we had never uh, really, no, um, barely even moved cities before even coming here, maybe twice in my life. So this is like a complete new experience for us. Um, ten and a half years ago we made the big decision to come on over. Uh, we were ready for a good change and had no expectations, and it's turned out to be an amazing time. The ten and a half years has flown by, and we're actually sad to, you know, have our time come to an end here. Uh, we would would have preferred to be here a little longer. We quite enjoy our life here. Um, but there's always, you know, the the look on the other side of what we're going home to now um yeah my my husband you know he has to be a little bit older than me so he he's retiring which means we get to both leave i think i think he's asking me like when when do you plan on working when do you want to start that work (laughs) (laughs) because i think he's trying to gauge how long do i have to spend 24 hours a day with this woman (laughs) But no, in all serious ser- in all seriousness here. Um yeah, so because of his retirement, we will be leaving here in just a, a little, little over four weeks, I guess. So there's a lot going on in in our lives and a lot of changes happening and you know, for the good, for the bad and some ugly in there. <laughs> um um, so when we moved from Canada to come here, uh, we were just looking for a change in our jobs and our careers. He was working for another oil company and I was working for another school and our kids were kind of older and we just decided that, hey, let's look for something different, something, you know, to experience different, to come where we could have some other travel opportunities and, um, see different things in the world, and our kids, were we knew we'd, they'd be okay eventually at home by themselves, maybe um, a little too okay sooner than I thought they'd be, but <laughs> 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 um, the rest of my family, so I'll tell you a little bit about my family, um, I have a son that's 31, turning 31 here in April, and my daughter's 28, and I have a son-in-law to be in July, he'll be marrying my daughter and so he's also 28 so we got some great things to look forward to that now we get to go home and spend all this time you know planning the wedding where we would have been overseas and trying to do that all from telephones and skype meetings and so we'll get to actually experience all that so that that's great and reestablish all those bonds with family
1: awesome so, oh, yeah. and you said your so your daughter's getting married your son is 31 um he's single
0: Oh yeah, you know. he's so no, no, no. I want to enjoy my life.
1: <laughs> this is a podcast, so you know you can give him a shout out. I met the guy. He's he's a smooth dude now. Don't so no, yeah. Just, don't he,
0: he he's a very very chill kind of guy. So.
1: And what's his name?
0: His name's <laughs> Brett. So oh, yeah, just just look up at Brett Masterson. If you see him on Facebook and he doesn't ever answer for like two or three years, that's him. That's his page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he just has a picture that does nothing yeah always stays the same but when you're
1: brett masterson you don't have to do anything you your essence (laughs) and who you are is so strong you'll draw people even with your lack of response this is who y'all have to meet brett masterson we just want to throw it out there
0: yeah yeah his friends are cheering right now like come on <laughs> people, and let's get them there you know they're all getting married and moving on and there's brett waiting <laughs>
1: no he got good things come to those who wait
0: that's right yep yeah. yep yeah.
1: So, thank you for telling me i'm
0: not i'm not in any hurry I, i'm quite okay
1: yeah <laughs> <I'm> quite okay <laughs> with him waiting
0: <laughs> that's
1: good so you you said you were you're from canada
0: Yes, yeah, so we're from Canada, I was born and raised in Calgary, um, met my husband in Calgary, um, working at an engineering firm, and uh, I was quite young working there, and we've been together longer together than I have, you know, my life without a partner.
1: Really? <laughs> so, yeah,
0: we've been together for, oh gosh, um, 30, 32 years, I guess, yeah. Thirty-two, almost thirty-three years. So, Was so that like
1: the ni- the nineties?
0: Yeah, back in the nineties. Oh, 90s. shucks, the 90s, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, I think it just flipped over to ninety.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm tell you, like the kids told me. Oh, so y'all met in the 1900s. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Horse-drawn carriages. Horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk to you talk to these kids nowadays, and you talk about your cassette tape and and your walkman's and they're like well, what what are you even talking about what's a cassette tape what's a walkman <laughs> what's a what's a tape that's, Dear, right. that's... <laughs> yeah i have no clue
1: <laughs> just madam and and love took over and now you're over in saudi arabia tell me about let's go a little deeper tell me a story that would give oh. us a greater perspective of who you are
0: Oh, dear. Uh, You want a story? (laughs) Well, you know, anything anything you're
1: willing to offer. Anything you're willing to Mm. offer.
0: I worked here at at the school here for, you know, uh, well, ten and a half years. I basically got here from dropping my daughter off from boarding school. And uh, two days after being home, I got the phone call from the assistant principal at the time. Asking if I was wanting a job.
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> I didn't think I'd be working here because brought all this stuff to be at home for 10 years to do and didn't do any of it because I was <laughs> too busy working. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so you came in, because that's not your position at the moment, you came in as a an educational aide and then...
0: I did. I came in uh, working with the, our student support team and so I did a lot of ESL and um, math supports and um, did that for quite a few years and then started one summer. Someone asked if I would help out in the office and I went, okay, sure, I'm here. I'll come work in the summer, kill some more time. And then they they basically said, we're not going to let you go back to the classroom. We need you up here. Really. And so I kind of did ha- half, uh, I did a year of half in the classroom, half in the office and did many, many, many things here. It's, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of changes um, happening through the schools and uh, yeah it's going to be a sad day and it's going to be really hard to start saying these goodbyes in a few weeks I'll be like tears everywhere you'll be watching out there mm, batting I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you, just bring the box of Kleenex just know you know I'm be get like, that hey, box ready
1: man up master get it together keep That's it together right. master man yeah. up
0: man up. I'll be looking at you for you know to keep keep those tear wells from happening <laughs> you'll have to like remind me and Crack some kind of joke, because yeah. you always make me laugh, and yeah, I'm going to need that in the next few few weeks. Um, this place that we've moved to, it's been um, way different than what we ever expected coming here. Um, we didn't expect much, so... When we came came here, we said we're going to do one year and see how it goes from there. And we did, I think, four months, five months, and we're like, we're here for ten years. This is great. Like, we really enjoy being here. It's a small community, and we like to be in a smaller community where I get to kind of know everybody. And, you know, when you're living that far away from your family, the friends that you make here are your family so mr battens you know as you know you've become part of our family here and so and so many other people have and it's going to be really hard in the next coming weeks when we have all our get-togethers with everybody and saying our goodbyes but know that you always have a place in canada to come hang out and visit we'll go to the warmer part of british columbia
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's only only minus 10 it makes your teeth chatter that's right man yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely um going to miss you as the people who really, you know, I came here by myself um initially and it was just nothing but open arms and really valuing the connection that you make with people. Not kind of your highs and buys, but someone who really welcomes you into their home and says, you know, show up unannounced and uh, unannounced and it's just that old school hey, come on by, and we don't have to be, we call it, I don't know, we call it shooting the breeze, maybe because okay. we're, we're American, and, you know, everything has to involve a gun. We, I appreciate it, and then when my family came, there was a, more attempts just to connect, you know, for, yeah. for no other, you know, reason. And I can to,
0: relate, I can go back to the day then we came here, and, you know, all the people, what they did, opened their their arms, and, you know, they gave us their golf cart to get around, because when you come here, it's, you know, 45,000 degrees Heat and you know, you go outside and the the wind burns just because it's so hot. <laughs> you're pretty thankful to get that golf cart <laughs> To to walk around town and to go to the groceries and get a few things and you know, so so you always relate back to what it was like when you were here and how everybody uh, welcomes you, and I always warn, warn all those newcomers when they come watch out when you go to the commissary. If you don't want to talk to people, you' probably best not go to the commissary because <laughs> everybody knows that you're new, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they'll come up to you to say hello, and what's your name, that I'm so-and-so, and you you'll be expected to know who that person was forever. forever Forever.
1: off that one conversation
0: yeah off the one and you're you're just still trying to keep your eyes open because you just landed four hours ago
1: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and it's you know it's it's the you know two sides of the same coin so to speak you know i've really been in that small community and feeling that love and kind of feeling overwhelmed you know at times how did you deal with feeling of sometimes being in a small community
0: Well, no, I I think uh, for everybody, I mean, I think we all go through little experiences through our community here. You know, sometimes sometimes the community does feel way too small. Like, when I want to go to the commissary and just buy one thing and get out, but you go to the commissary and it's three hours later, you got your one thing and you're finally leaving. And sometimes that feels like it's way too small because you just want it to be a two-minute task and it took three hours. But, you know, but then what else would I be doing the rest of my day? With <laughs> <laughs> my thumbs at home or something, I'm not sure. But, so, but no, you're building those connections. But, yeah, no, sometimes it does feel small and you just have to know that, you um, put yourself into some different environments and, and sometimes it's just your frame of mind and you just kind of uh, sometimes got to jump in and get together with those people and relate and know that this is normal, this is how it feels. And then usually by the end of it, you appreciate that you do know these people and you get to know them really well in some aspects because you can connect a lot faster because we don't have the family connections here.
1: And I've, yeah. I've I've noticed like uh, maybe you more so than most um, have bridged a lot of gaps. Uh, sometimes there are people from your work environment. Sometimes there are there aren't. Sometimes there are people from your husband's work environment. And sometimes they're not. And sometimes there are people from a bowling league or whatever social. Um, activity that, that is happening at the time. And then sometimes there are, uh, well, all the time, there are people from different ethnicities and um, different uh, walks of life. And it just seems like you are able to connect with individuals, no matter where they come from, or no matter what they do, um, things like that. How do you make that connection with people?
0: I mean, you, you just do. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. You just like you just engage with them. I mean, they're, they're, they're here, they're feeling the same way as you. They're going through the same things. They're, you know, they're, their community here is just as small as my community here is as, as well. And so you just, you have to take an interest in people here and to make things work for you and to not kind of go cra- crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I think you actually said a lot there. Um, <laughs> that comes, <laughs> it comes naturally to you, but to other people, it does not come as natural. No. There's a there's a piece of you that is very natural in the environment. You said something that I think is really key, which is taking interest
0: yeah.
1: in people. Yeah. Um, can you break down how you become interested in people?
0: Ah. Uh... Well, if you ask my husband, <laughs> he, he tells me there's the work, Trista, and then there's the weekend, Trista.
1: <laughs> Which one's the better person? The
0: work one. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I think, you know... Uh, at work, I'm I'm kind of a different person. I, I want to get to know people. I want to know who they are. I want to help them. I want to know what their struggles are and what I can help them fix. And, you know, um, I just, I just want to know what they're going through, how their day is. And, you know, if there's something I, that I can do to help to make things a little bit better for them, whether it's like dropping off a surprise gift or you know, just because I've had a conversation with them and they've mentioned that they like something. And apparently I'm the, I'm the hoarder of the camp and, you know, usually the items sitting in my house. So I might just (laughs) go get it and drop it off to them. And they have no idea where it came from. And you just kind of do those things. And then they come in and they'll say, Hey, well, this thing was left on my door or whatever. I have no idea where it came from, but um, somebody heard me and I'm like, oh, well, that was me. I dropped off or whatever. And My husband says I have to get rid of all this hoarding. I've never been a hoarder <laughs> until moving here, to be honest.
1: <laughs> really? But so, but see, you, you got to tell your husband, tell him that you hoard so that you may give. That's right. See, you, you, you hoard with a purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we're, working overseas here in this small town where we're not close to anything, I think uh, hoarding becomes a thing of a lot of families here because right. <laughs> you just got to get it when it's there because you may not ever see it again
1: right exactly um, you never know when something's going to run out that's right or... and
0: just yeah you just have to connect you just have to um and then i know some people they they struggle with with that connection and and I, I like having a, a quiet life and being at home and not talking to people on the weekends because all I've done is talk to people all all week long. I, I enjoy that quiet life too. And but sometimes my husband says I get too quiet, and so all these people start coming over to the house. And there you are, you're jumping back into that social social one. And so I think living here is kind of makes you um, jump around a little bit and. Change gears, and you just have to be able to change gears.
1: Huh, I, so, would you call yourself introverted or extroverted? I can't really tell. Uh,
0: not not inverted at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nonverted. Yeah, you right, identify as nonverted.
0: You're going to be a nonverted.
1: Okay. Yes, that, that's a good one, batten. Yeah, like oh, we're going to get in so much trouble. We're going <laughs> to. You identify as non-verted. Okay, yeah. no problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, you just kind of live your life and how you're feeling. That's how you are at the time.
0: It is, it is. Um, and it's it's going to be hard because, you know, I know I'm going to be going home and trying to uh, find another community to live in because we, we don't have a home we haven't purchased anything, and so we don't know where we're going to retire. We just know we're going to show up, and we'll be like, anybody got a house? Like, where? Who's got a roof for us? <laughs> where are we going to be? <laughs> um, no, but seriously, we, do, we don't know where we're going to go, and it's going to be important that I think living here, we have learned that how important the community is. And um, for retirement, when we go home, we don't want to be in a place where we're going to be kind of isolated. We, we're going to need this around us. Um, and that's kind of taught us here Uh, we could have just been the people that lived in Canada and you just you don't know your neighbors but we've learned that we want to know our neighbors we want to
1: see and y'all are the type of people that I've (laughs) seen that it you know it's you establish a neighborhood you know no matter where you go Mm -hmm. you all will establish a community Um, you establish a circle of friends that you're gonna visit that you're gonna commune with you all are where some people can join Uh, some people establish and you know from what what, what I've seen of you all y'all just no matter where you are um, people are drawn to your energy to your to your house for your food y'all can throw down (laughs) Uh, (laughs) y'all can cook now that's that's no joke so um, I think that it's interesting because even if no matter what neighborhood that you're in y'all have I've seen you all to be thermostats. You set the temperature rather than being controlled by it. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's. And, that's
0: and it's, what hard I've seen. it's hard to do. It's really hard for some people to do. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'm in a frame of mind that I, I don't want to do it either. But, you know, I, I get up, I go to work. And, okay, being, being here sometimes just around these people that I work with, you know, they change that, that frame of mind within just a few minutes of being in the building and um, you know it, it's a family atmosphere and we all take care of each other here so yeah true statement you know Definitely and, and as as you say about these uh, you know these big meals and you know stuff like that i remember growing up my mom telling me about my grandfather he would always like they they grew up my mom had you know 10, 10 11 siblings i don't know too many to count anyways and um she tells me the stories about my grandfather always inviting all these people off the street that he didn't even know into their homes and they would be barely have enough food for their family let alone strangers and he that was just him and it's kind of the upbringing that we've always had is we just always just invite people in and I, I love our house we love our house we don't want people to call and make arrangements to come for a visit we just want people to show up that's what we love we want people when they're at our home to just open up the fridge and go help themselves to whatever we want people to feel it that's our home our home is their home
1: Yeah, some things like yeah. opening the fridge you ain't got to tell me that twice uh,
0: no I, I haven't <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um that's that's so awesome who was who was your grandfather i i I saw your your um the viewers can't see but i saw your face as you were talking about him and just just inviting people in i think that's something post-covid and um as the technology has Mm -hmm. increased that we have kind of lost um could you tell us more about your grandfather and who he was well
0: the background grandfather i actually didn't know very well because um my father and my and um, my mother's father my grandfather had both passed within just a few months of each other when I was two three years old so I never really grew up that knowing who who they were very very much it just so it was a lot of stories and and that kind of thing but I had another grandfather my father's um, father which I grew up and I kind of idled him and he was kind of like my replacement for my father and um, the he passed just a few. Actually, the first year that we were here, actually the day we got our shipment is when <laughs> when he had passed, and and uh, that it was um, it was hard, you know, lo- losing family when you're overseas and, and having to go through that, and um, but he he was the traditional man that you know women do the cooking and the guys get to go play golf. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know. He, but you know, he taught he taught us uh, taught me a lot of things about being a strong, independent person, and that came from him, um, just teaching teaching me that. And uh, I was surprised that he even taught me how to drive because I, I, really? I was the girl in the family. I didn't think that my grandfather would teach me how to drive. I never got to go. He he was a businessman, and he owned a couple of warehouses and. Uh, He was in um, built homes in construction and it would always be my brothers that got to go tag along with him and I would have to stay home and learn how to cook from my grandmother which I absolutely loved and I still cook so many of those things today but I was always a little jealous of my brothers you know going to go do that and go golf and why why didn't I get to go golf and well I learned how to golf here in Hulalia and understood that well maybe my grandfather really knew that I shouldn't golf. (laughs) 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 you know so you don't know why these things happen it's just the the way of the world there but um you know as he became older and we became even closer he made me promise to him that i would continue to do all these family traditional things and keep keep the family together and do all that. But then I lived overseas, so that was hard, hard and difficult for me to be able to do, but I do plan on, on trying to recreate some of this once we go back. Um, you know, um, he, he was kind of my idol, um, my, my grandpa Tom, yeah he's he I think he was also just the connection that little bit of you know because I didn't get to grow up knowing my father that much and that was that close male figure that I could have uh, to kind of replace my father so
1: that's heartfelt you know um, that you had someone just to step in
0: you know and and he took care of of us growing up when my my mom you know had lost her husband and she was a single mom now with three really young kids you know three four and a half and six year old yeah she was a young young mom with no husband to raise kids and they ended up becoming a big part of our lives and spent a lot of time with us helping to raise us
1: how do you how do you get through grief like you talked about um, you're going deep here, like Patton. I, I look. I, I'm going where you lead me. I'm going where you lead me. You know, like he, because it, when you, when you're talking about your grandfather, and you talk talking about him with you know such admiration. Mm-hmm. It just seems like you know that you've had to you know withstand some some grief and some situations that other people have not been able to return from, and to do them while still smiling.
0: Well, I, I don't think I was always smiling. I mean, I, I know there was times where I wasn't, but grief is a hard thing, and it, it does take a long time, and there's still probably days that, you know, you, when you're thinking about the person. And, you know, I've, I've just recently lost my last grandmother of all my, my grandparents, left just the, back here in February.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah,
0: it, it just, um, yeah, it does. It makes you really reevaluate and put priorities in your life on, on what, what really is important, the things that really do matter. Does it matter that I have a car that's this? No, that does not matter. What matters is the time that you're spending with your family. So I try to make the most of, of that time and appreciate the time that I have because when you live overseas, the time when you go home to see them is very short and precious. and So you try to make the best of, of that time, the little bit of time that you get. I think I think living overseas, you appreciate it. even with COVID. You know, it made it really difficult for us to see our family and connect with our family for well, like well into three years. And some people are just now even traveling to go see family for the first time. And um, I think every everybody, you know, I hope it's kind of made everybody take a step back and and just slow down life a little bit. And yeah, think 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 about what's really the priority in life here. Hmm. That, that's Masterson, the deep we, philosophical part of, of, of my conversation, though. <laughs> I'm telling you you,
1: you, you can go deep now, Master. You can, you can, <laughs> you definitely have that side. And, and, it, and from listening to you, it's almost like um. like when whatever, whatever people believe in, it sounds like, because you talk about the last remaining matriarch mm-hmm. passed in February, and You'll be back for this February, and that your grandfather charged you with the task of keeping the family together.
0: It's going to be nice to be able to reconnect with everybody. You know, you don't see them. And for a lot of that family, because they are so large, I don't get to see them. I don't even know half my cousins. Really? (laughs) It's so large, I don't know half of them. I'm now going to be able to have that opportunity to go around and reacquaint myself with them and and that well that is important to me that um, getting to go do that can i tell you one story (laughs) it was for the job prior to coming here the one i left to come to saudi arabia it was for an elementary school and bless my principal's heart so i'm in doing the interview and i don't i don't remember what the question was but it was basically something about you know, tell tell us about a situation, you're in this situation with a student and how are you going to deal with it, let's say. And I, I, you know, as everybody's nervous doing interviews, you know, you just start sometimes rambling on and they're looking really puzzled. And I kind of had picked up on that and I'm like, oh, um, is there something wrong? <laughs> and they're, they're kind of looking at each other and they're like, well, yeah, actually, I think we need to um, maybe reread the question to you. <laughs> <laughs> so they reread the question to to me, and I um, stopped and paused, and I just burst out laughing, killing myself laughing. And then the, they're kind of laughing along but not really sure why, and I popped up, and I said, Well, I guess that's not the answer to that question at all. <laughs> So I remember, and I'm like in my mind going, freaking out, going, oh, I'm probably not going to get that job. And um, (laughs) even before the interview was up, they're basically said, um, they started laughing and and, um, thought it was great that I could mess up so bad and have a good laugh at myself. (laughs) that even before the interview was done, they're like, we'd like to offer you this job. And the reason you're it is because you can laugh at yourself when you mess up. <laughs> so I, oh, I remember man. that. And I think that that's played a pivotal thing on me that, you know, we all make mistakes and we all uh, need to learn from it. And it's okay. It's just okay. And we're all trying our hardest and um, just... Yeah, don't stress about the little stuff as much as as much as I probably do. Yeah. You try to remember those little things. T.
1: Masterson, it's been awesome um, with you to get to know you fuller. Um, We've talked, uh, we've interacted, um, but it's something about asking questions directly about your life that just lends a different aspect and grants a different lens into your life. So, I thoroughly appreciate you sitting down uh here with me today, and I am thoroughly looking forward to opening your fridge in various countries. Well, that, like that fridge is always
0: <laughs> going to be there calling your name back and be waiting for you. Um
1: Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Just to Know You.
0: We would like to thank our amazing tech man, Mr. Kent Aymura, Sterling McDonald for the podcast music, and the SAES community. See you next time.
1: If you know anyone who you think has a great story to tell, we would love to hear about it. Please send an email to either Angela, Darian, or Kent. Every time I start talking more than her, she just logs off and leaves.